Hello and welcome to a futuristic seismic cinema podcast. So put your feet up on the sofa, grab the TV remote, and prepare to stare at the Black Mirror for the next hour and 30 minutes, because that's how long some of the Black Mirror episodes are, when I lied to Paul. <laughs> I know, told me it was going to be 30 minutes to 40 minutes. Anyway, yeah, so we're doing Black Mirror, the super happy, super fun, uh, dystopian TV series. And uh, yeah, with us today is James from what you might remember as our super popular Shutter Island podcast episode. Yeah, nice to, to see you, James. Yeah, it's good to be back on, guys. Thanks very much. We're also joined by Mando, by the sounds of it. <laughs> he just decided to pack himself right beside the PC and scratch at it. We'll just, we'll just, um, we'll just let it merge in, merge in with what we're doing. Yeah. Sorry, they're just, they're just happy that there's a people talking. It's all good. So anyway, continue, on, continue. So yeah, James, it's good to have you back on. We've been talking about this one for quite a while now, to be honest. I think. I can't remember. Was it during the last one we started? We mentioned Black Mirror. Yeah, I think we were off on a tangent, and uh, we just started talking about Black Mirror, and then from there, I think we just kind of said, "Let's do a episode ranking." So, yeah. and here we are. Yeah, there's no, there was no particular reason for this one. There's not. Well, there is a season six coming out at some point, but not in the near future. Um, but we thought we would do it. So, before we get into the the Black Mirror of it all, and me and James have got on our our black t-shirts and Paul's got on his grey t-shirt and um, <laughs> we will do our introduction segment of what are we watching so James you were mentioning in the pre-chat that you had been watching a few things recently yeah so I've uh, been well finished Mandalorian because I kept all the kind of Star Wars stuff at the to the back burner and eventually got round to watching Mando 1 and 2 and Boba Fett as well which I thoroughly enjoyed uh, looking forward to Mando 3 coming out in March, which is, I think, going to be quite good. Um, I did think, watching Boba Fett, it turned into The Mandalorian 2.5. I don't know what you guys thought about that. Um, there were good episodes, but yeah. No, they were brilliant. Basically, you got five episodes of Boba Fett in the end. Yeah, no, no. I've been maybe slightly harsh on it, I think, but it was it was still good, good episodes, and good TV. I was saying to you off air that I think Boba Fett started off quite slow but it kind of got to the you know, to the very end it was really good, you know what I mean? So I'm definitely looking forward to the new season of Mando and or I've started to watch that but only the first, first episode into that and over the weekend there when I was ill um, I managed to catch up with Knives Out and a Glass Onion. Oh nice. Um, yeah, I hadn't seen them before. I hadn't heard of the films before until I seen them on Netflix. What was your um, thoughts? Uh, okay, well, I thought Knives Out was better than Glass Onion, mm. and I, I don't know about Glass Onion to be honest with you. I thought it, it had potential, but it just kind of went on and on a bit. I think it was far too long. Um, I haven't listened to your, your uh, review yet of that, so I'll go and go. And listen to that as well, but I don't know what you guys thought of it. But Knife oh, yeah. was good, but the Glass Onion, I thought a good cast, it kind of a good build up, but then 
watching it, I think it was just maybe a bit, I don't know, it just came to repeat itself and then have plots that were, I don't know, I, I think I didn't really like it as much as I thought I would have, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it was more flashy. It's more flashy, not a lot of substance to it. I thought. Aye. Aye. Sorry, I'm just opening a window because it's roasting this place. Like I say, I didn't, I didn't have a clue about this film at all, or the, the first one. I'm like, when I seen it advertised. I thought to myself, "What is Daniel Craig's accent? What is that all about?" Um, hmm. And it just got well strange anyway. And just let's listen to him. But I thought the first one was great. But the second one, I, I, didn't, I don't think it was that good. Um, and plus, was the name? Kate Hudson really annoyed me. Yeah, I, said, I said that. <laughs> I quite liked her. I thought, I thought she was the only funny one in there. Trust, trust us to rank the worst of the two films, uh, review the worst of the two films. I just, I don't know. I just think that the those, those characters in that film, Glass Onion I'm talking about here, was, were pointless. They were just there for, to be there. Didn't have many lines. They were just kind of there. You know, and yeah. that scientist did for, I mean, like, he was in it. I thought he had a big part to play, but no, he didn't really say much at all. Yeah, him and, him and uh, Catherine Han, they didn't really do anything at all in it, really. No, mm. that's right. Um, aye. Who else was in that? Ed Norton was good, I thought he was good in it. Drax. Batista, aye. Batista. I don't know. Hugh Grant. Oh, that's right. That's right. Hugh Grant. And uh, there was also <laughs> a few. There was a few cameos in that one. Uh, What's on the in the in the what do you call it? The Zoom call or something? Was it? Uh, Mother she wrote person. What's her name? Angela Lansbury. Yeah, she was in that. That's like, oh, that's Angela Lansbury. Hugh Grant is in there as well. He was the partner, I think, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, I just not, but I, I thought it would be a bit, it'd be a wee bit better, but it, it just wasn't. And I think there's a third one coming out because I read that somewhere on Twitter. I think. I don't yeah, know. I think there is. Oh well. So Star Wars and the Nice Out Universe. Anything else you've been checking out? Well, of course I've been rewatching Black Mirror. Uh, all twenty-two episodes plus Blander Snatch. Um, I so it was enjoy- I mean, I hadn't seen the episodes for a while, to be fair. So when I went back and watched them, yeah. I think I said to you, I forgot how good some of them were, and that that's kind of proves because the ranking I thought I thought was was difficult. But we'll come on to that. The ones I wanted to put in my top ten that I didn't have time to rewatch, I actually just read like kind of summaries of the episode just to because I, I knew I liked it at the time, but it was just to remind myself of the details. Like Hope yourself, Paul. What have you been checking out? Uh, well, I've been forced to binge. Black Mirror since I hadn't seen any of it at all before this. You were um, Oh, wanted to make an appearance tonight. I had to. Aye, well, we were going to do. We were originally doing it without you, so you weren't really forced. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, been watching Black Mirror and uh, binging that all week. And last night I watched uh, the Menu. Is that good? Disney Plus. I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, I watched it with yeah. Scarlett. Scarlett wasn't. I think you were too enamoured with it, way. Right? No, not really. Uh, um, fans, but, it? Yeah, yeah. It's got, uh, it's got a couple of, couple of good actors in it. Nicholas Holt. Uh, what's her face? Anna. I can't remember her name is. Anna something or other. But um, yeah, it was actually. I, I find it quite funny. There's quite a lot of like dark humour in it, and uh, 
it takes quite a good turn. So I quite enjoy that. Um, I'd actually added it to my Disney Plus watch list before you posted about it. Yeah, that's been. I think it's been quite positive online about it as well. A lot of things I've seen people have kind of like it's like a total extreme. They either love it or they really really hate it. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of one of those ones that I actually really quite liked it. Um, and then watched a couple of movies the night before. Um, because I'm on holiday, so I've got time to watch movies now. Um, and this was uh, Scarlet's picks. So watched a movie called Abandoned with um. Emma Roberts. Uh, it's kind of like a haunted house slash kind of psychological kind of horror, but wasn't really my cup of tea. It wasn't like there wasn't many scares in it, right? And it was kind of a bit bland. The the actual I think the scariest part was I think Scarlet hit her hand off the couch and I nearly kicked myself. Uh, and then we watched a Jet Li movie called Unleashed. I think it's like set in Glasgow, um, but it's like all kind of English actors in it. But it's quite a good, quite a good movie. Uh, lots of action and a uh, good wee story as well. Uh, what's his face? Morgan Freeman's in it. Uh, Bob Hoskins is in it. Uh, Jet Li. But yeah, that was kind of three main movies I watched, um, and also The Bad Batch. The Pale Blue Eye. The pale blue eyes, well, yeah, yeah. Did you watch it eventually, Colin? I've not watched it yet. I'll maybe catch it at some point. No, is that it was okay? Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a murder mystery type thing, is that? Yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's uh, it's not weird. It's just it's very slow. It's a very slow burn. Right. Uh, it's worth a watch if you're looking for something to kill three hours of your life. Right, three hours. Oh, oh I think it's two, two hours, two hours and something. Another Batman. Jeez, old. <laughs> what be you, Colin? What have you been watching? Uh, watched the new episode of Bad Batch last night. Um, as you said, it was quite good. A few familiar faces came back. James Bowie, there is a bit of a stigma to it, but the Star Wars animated... I'm not going to go into details because I've gone for hours, but the Star Wars animated shows are pretty good. I haven't seen any of them, so... Uh, really really good in place. Really good in places. Uh, me and Alien started watching a show on Netflix called Lock and Key. It's a kind of magic thing set in this kind of magical house. It doesn't sound very good, but it's actually pretty decent. Um, is, this, is this the Harry Potter in you coming in? Yeah. I started watching uh, Outer Banks, which is about kind of like a treasure hunt sort of thing. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a lovely noise, Paul. Sorry, it's mad. The dogs deciding to try and bite each other's faces off here. And I was rewatching Andor actually because uh, Jordan, uh, for James's sake, uh, he hadn't seen it. So I've watched the first five episodes of that. Nice, nice. Is that what you've been watching? Yeah, a few things to go. Um, my Guilty Pleasure show, I finished Emily in Paris. That show is fantastic. Not even joking. Oh, you're talking about Elastic, weren't you? Uh-huh. Yeah, honestly, that's pretty good. Um, I don't know, I don't know. What's that one? It's Netflix. Basically, so I'm, I'm marking executive. She goes to live in Paris, and then it's all about her life there, but also she's working in marketing, so it's very business-focused, which I like. Um, and you get to see a lot of Paris, which is cool as well. 
Um, so I thought before we get into the ranking itself, we could just kind of talk about how we got here. So we know how Paul got here. We were doing a ranking and Paul was bullied into uh, watching <laughs> it. So James, just interested to see when and how you got into Black Mirror and kind of what how you viewed it. Um, well, I, initially when Black Mirror was on TV, it was on Channel 4, mm-hmm. but I didn't get into it till like way later it seems because it, Netflix bought it over or had the rights to it essentially and it wasn't until it was on Netflix advertised that I went on and watched it and um what kind of that grass that for me was because it's technology. You know, I'm kind of a computer science background and having technology for me was just obviously stuff that I had a day anyway. But I watched it on Netflix, I guess like season two, maybe is it season two? It must have been, I don't think it's season three. Anyway, I, um, and it was hooked. I think from the first episode, uh, it was quite a good episode and it hooked you in to other weird and wonderful ways of Black Mirror, but it was, I, I didn't watch it from the very beginning until it was on Channel 4 or that. I know some people did, I don't know if you did call or not, but I was maybe a wee bit later to the to the Black Mirror game. I was even later than you. So my friend Callum, I went to stay at his uh, when he was staying in Stranraer and he he was like, right, you need to watch this. And he put uh, San Junipero on. Uh-huh. And I watched that. And then having watched that, I was like, right, I'm going to give this show a go. So I watched um, the National Anthem. And like a lot of people, I was a bit like, what what happened there and then i didn't really go back to it and then i think i don't know if it was like a year later a couple of years later, i don't know what the time frame was but i was like right i'll give it another shot and then that's when i got really into it and i watched it all and so i think it was i think the first four seasons were out when i watched it and then i maybe yeah. watched the fifth season when it came out so yeah that was that was my timeline all right so a couple of false starts uh, I don't know. I mean, I just I was I wanted to watch the next one after that because I, I liked the way it was all kind of structured, and um, yeah, I think it was probably just season two. I started to get into it. It could be a wee bit later. I don't know for sure, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that long after. It was on Netflix. You know what Netflix is like? It has on the, the advertisements right away. You see a trailer of it. And it's so mm-hmm. this looks good. Do you know what I mean? And I like dystopian stuff anyway, so yeah. it kind of hooked me right away. Cool. Right, um, I picked out... I don't know, Paul's went, Paul's went silent. Good reason, because my dogs are going mental there. Sorry. <laughs> um, I picked out just a couple of things. Um, last week when we did Glass Onion, I did a wee bit of... It's not really in-depth research. I was looking at the Wikipedia article, but... Despite its flaws, Wikipedia has a lot of information. So I've, I've picked out a few things. If James, if you've got anything extra, or Paul, if there's anything you know of that you want uh, to, to throw in there, well, I don't really, I don't really go into like trivia and stuff. But um, like obviously, I don't know as much as these guys kind of going through it all. But like, I noticed just a lot of kind of like Easter eggs through different episodes from the episodes I was watching. But I'm assuming we can just kind of go through that when we episodes when we talk about the episodes and stuff yeah um so just a couple of things uh, obviously james was talking about how it was originally channel four so 2011 to 2014 
it ran on Channel 4 and then Netflix from 2016 to now. It was inspired by the Twilight Zone originally. Um, I found quite a good quote from Charlie Brooker, the creator. So it says, the black mirror of the title is the one you'll find on every wall, every desk, in the palm of every hand, the cold, shiny screen of a TV monitor or smartphone. So that was a wee quote about the kind of the origins of the name. Um, do you know the episode Men Against Fire? Yes, yes. Apparently it came from like the original script for an episode called Inbound, which was meant to be the second episode of the show. So right. it was kind of repurposed for that. I didn't realise this one, that White Christmas was a, originally a, spe- it was a special episode. Yeah. It was actually part of uh, episode three. You can't, you can't, you, when you go through it, you can't see the, which ones were classed as, or maybe originally meant to be special episodes because of duration time. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah. I'll go through that when I when I'm, when I'm writing them. But I, um, uh, it's White Christmas is a was a, an episode to think. So a couple more things I just thought were quite interesting. Um, the entire history of you, Robert Downey Jr. wanted to turn that into a movie, but it didn't get off the ground. All right. Um, I like this one. The national anthem got 145. Ofcom complaints when it aired. Wonder why. <laughs> two more things I thought were quite cool before we get into it. Uh, apparently, there's a nosedive board game. All right. And the coolest bit yet, there's a book called Inside Black Mirror that goes kind of behind the scenes with all the episodes. £15 on Amazon. I think I might purchase it. I think I might as well. See when you went back, you said that it was based on the Twilight Zone. That's interesting because there's an episode that we might even talk about it, but it, it kind of reflects the Twilight Zone in that mm-hmm. kind of the way it tells stories. Um, so we'll maybe come across that episode at some point. Cool, sure we will. So we'll get into it then, Paul. You're going to join us for number five then. Uh, sure. Yes. Two seconds. And I'll you just go first, I'll go last because I'm not really prepped for this. Well, we're gonna do ten, I think, and then you'll jump in at five, is that right? Sounds good to me, bro. Sounds good to me. <laughs> well, this is your biggest disaster yet. Mate, it's just Stefan's going wrong tonight. Don't don't ask. <laughs> okay. Right, James, guess goes first. Let's have the imaginary drum roll and what's your Number 10, I've been looking forward to hearing the list. Right, so my number 10 in the list, I've ranked them off out of 10 as well as I go through them all. Um, my number 10 was a Black Museum, and I gave that a 7 out of 10. Okay. I've not ranked them. I've not rated them. <laughs> nice. I, I, I feel like I had to rate them to then move them within the list. So, uh, okay, fair enough. Cool. So what was your thinking with that in 10th then? Um, well, I, I felt it, it had a good story behind it. Um, I mean, it would have been higher on the list, but the, the other ones just were, were better, in my opinion. Um, and this was the episode I felt like it was had, had kind of the Twilight Zone elements mm. to it. Um, it's like Tales of the Crypt type of thing, where it had the the, the last he got into the, the museum, and in the museum they had the, the Easter eggs in there. So... Mm. 
it had like it stuff from the episode of USS Callister in there. It had the and the, the you know the wee fridge that had all the stuff about the the DNA, and there was loads of Easter eggs in there. And uh, even when they had the color from White Bear, didn't they? Yeah, that's right. They had that as well. Um, so the museum had its own wee story about the stuff that we had seen. So it's kind of uh, it was giving us a history as well at the same time. But in between that, he was like the curator person was given the other stories in between that about his encounters with technology and how you know how he ended up there essentially um i found that good and every wee story had its kind of own wee twist at the end of it and that's why i kind of feel like it is a, a wee twilight zone part of it and it was really good um and the wee, as is all black Mirror episodes it had a wee twist at the end he didn't really see happen then it had another twist within that which i thought mm-hmm. was good and i don't i i, I don't know what I, I don't want to say too much because the black museum might be higher than your list and i don't want to ruin what you've got to say about it do you know what i mean so yeah. i don't know how but I, I mean, it was a good episode. Um, I don't know what I would say without trying to ruin your guys' ranking. We could just, we could just do a light touch, like the first person that mentions one, do a light touch, and then we can have like a discussion about it if it was to come up again. Do you know what I mean? Right, okay, yeah. that's not enough. So I won't go into yeah. too much then. James, what was your favourite kind of wee mini story at the Black Museum? Was it the, the doctor, the teddy bear, or the execution? Um, I think the, the doctor, the first doctor. one, the doctor. Um, I thought the execution one was, was well, I thought that was a bit, I don't know, sinister. That was my favourite. <laughs> um, the, the, the bear one I thought was interesting as well, but I thought, I think the first one was a bit longer and you got a wee bit more detail into that one and I just felt that you were hooked with it, I think you were there. Don't know, you were kind of feeling sorry for no feeling sorry for the person, but I think you were just a lot more along with the story. Um, and you can see that the doctor was obviously hooked on the the drug, if you like, with that. Um, he was like sensing their pain, wasn't he? And getting like yeah. a thriller, so he kind of put he, it wasn't the pain, it was just get the sensations that he was feeling, so it was good or bad. Mm. Um, and then he had, so he had that was an implant I think he had, and then the person he wanted to try and diagnose because that's what initially it was for. He gave it to the put a wee kind of cap on their heads, and he felt whatever they were feeling, you know, like it was you know a good sensation or a bad sensation. So I thought I thought that was Paul was was mine, my favourite. I don't know what yours was. Nice, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say the same as well because it was more kind of visceral, whereas. The one with the teddy bear, I found the, the couple quite annoying. I mean, see, to be honest as well, Kim, like, having that, the teddy bear analogy, that would be, it would be annoying. Just, yeah, you know, that way it was, uh, I, I, I would, that would be really annoying, in fact. So yeah. I don't know if I just found that annoying as well as them. Mm-hmm. I just didn't get on board with that story. And then the last yeah. one, Colin's favourite. Why was that your favourite? To be honest, Black Mirror is not. I'm sorry, Black Mirror. Black Museum wasn't one I got around to rewatching, so I've only got kind of vague memories and a rough outline. But I just remember that episode being absolutely brutal at the end. But I feel like the ending was 
pretty horrific. That's the kind of one. Right, well, we'll, leave to, we'll leave it to now then. <laughs> so, man number 10, another one I didn't get to rewatch. I think a lot of it in terms of the rewatch was the episode length. Trying to fit them in wasn't as easy as like a 40 minute episode. So, I just like the concept and the, the kind of genre of this one. I went for USS Callister. Right. Because I like the concept of it being a video game, and then they had like the clones of the people, which was similar. Was that not similar to a bit in uh, Christmas with the kind of clones? Sort of like Christmas. It did, kind of got a, a virtual copy of themselves. Yeah, yeah. So it was like copies of them, and it was a uh, Christina Milioti from How About Your Mother. How About Your Mother, yeah. And the guy is it. Clemens, is it from Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, was, it was a good cast. I liked the kind of sci-fi nature of it, and I liked the fact it was kind of espionage that they were trying to steal the the game and get rid of the game. So I I don't obviously remember it as well as ones I rewatched recently, but I remember enjoying it. And so all of you saw that one. So what was your yeah, I just seen that? it. I seen it today. Um, yeah, it was. Um, it was quite a weird one because it starts off kind of like a fun, happy kind of TV show, and then it just turns out this guy is pure sadistic, is it? And uh, it's quite funny to see him in real life where he's like a kind of loser. Mm-hmm. Nobody speaks to him, but you can see he's a bit creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the power he wields in the in the game, which uh, kind of leads to his downfall. But yeah, I really. You're muted. Sorry, I triggered my finger. We're lip reading now. Um, yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed that one this morning as well. So yeah. cool. So James, what was your number nine then? Number nine was fifteen million merits, and I gave that a seven out of ten as well. Um, I, I I really enjoyed this one says it's number nine, I really enjoyed it. But I think because it was the second episode of the, the, the first season and it kind of gave you a wee bit of, I don't know, it kind of gave you a wee bit of how technology, you know, that was, was that at least in 2011, was it? That episode yeah, yeah, that's when Black Mirror started, so it probably was, yeah. So I think, I mean, looking at it and then after I watched it, I think you're looking at it now, I think, that technology, uh, 2011, wait, that could, you no, know, it could happen. I mean, that whole, the hot shots, you know, is mimicking the X Factor and whatever, that stuff happens now. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that people were, you know, were cycling to get their, to make a living, essentially, you know, what they did was, Everything they wanted to buy, they had to cycle for it, and then they, they wanted to try and make it out with this environment that they're in. Um, they had to, you know, basically get out of there, and they had to go into the hot shot and whatever they were to to do the song, dance, whatever it may be, to get out of there. And to get that, they had to get fifteen million merits to get there, and then it could be all for nothing. You know what I mean? See, see the fake Simon Kill. He actually looks like Simon Kill looks like now. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Uh, I, was, I was going to put him as a screen name, actually, but I couldn't remember his name. So I like the, you know, the really desperate girl who was really wanting to get into being like a singer, and you, the blonde girl, and you saw well, her. Like, the scouse, the scouse one. Yeah. I thought it was really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can sing. I can sing. <laughs> Daniel Kalula's um, monologue, though. Aye. It was, yeah. that was good. Even though it was all for nothing, because he sold his soul. Yes. It was quite a sad one, though, because you really did buy into his relationship that was building. Yeah. Yeah, by the way, can I just say, like, obviously, because, like, it's dystopian and all that, like, this has been, like, the most depressing week of my life watching Black Mirror. Aye. I find it's, it quite it's pretty heavy. You look outside and it's raining, it's murder high, so <laughs> it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a bad week for you, mate. <laughs> I'm just watching I'm like, do any of these have happy endings? And it's like... Well, no. <laughs> My number nine, conversely, was um, the national anthem, and I—I don't know. This one, it's like it's such a weird intro. See if you're like trying to get somebody to watch Black Mirror and the national anthems or intro episode. Like, I could quite easily scare some people off, but there's—I don't know. There's something quite nostalgic about the episode now. I just see what. With Black Mirror, I, I never think about it about just telling someone to watch an episode and then see yeah. what you think. I don't know. I always start from the very beginning of everything. Mm-hmm. So I start season one. I know it's an anthology. You don't really have to watch it in order, but they all have maybe yeah. likes here and there, wee Easter eggs and stuff like that. So I maybe National Anthem is the first episode isn't the the best one to watch. Because yeah. I, I watched it and I think I, I messaged you guys and I was just like. Jesus Christ, what the hell did I just watch? Every episode is such a good cast list, though. Like the, one of the advisors to the Prime Minister was the guy that played um, Mr. Loon in Game of Thrones. Did you mm-hmm. call him? Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. Prime Minister himself, he's Tanner in the, the James Bond films. Right. Oh, just throughout the show, there's just so many great actors, isn't there? Yeah. Even that Black Museum one... Uh, the last in it's the one from uh, Black Panther. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. See, like, National Anthem, go back to your episode. Um, it's not based on it as such, but it's kind of, I think it actually happened before all the news came out. But remember the news about, you know, David Cameron and all that sort of stuff? Right. Obviously, allegedly. <laughs> So, but that uh, that ha- that episode happened before. Cause I think Charlie Brooker said that he's like, "Oh, I didn't know, I didn't have any prior knowledge or anything." Mm. I'm like, oh, "That's just so weird." Um, <laughs> but but I, I don't think that somebody could do something like that because opinion polls says you should do it. I know. Some of the biggest characters in that episode were just the random people in the pub and the guy sitting in his hotel room and then the nurses. Just standing watching. watching. So I did have a. Was that sorry? Sorry, Colin. What did you think at the end of that episode? I mean, because it seemed to. Everything's all rosy, you know, they're back, they're back together again. They're in the public eye. They seem to be over this, this terrible ordeal. And then, at the end of it, you can see in the in Downing Street, as it was, that the. the Prime Minister and his his, his wife kind of 
went their different ways in there, didn't they? Uh, she's not. She's not. She, she's just there for the public display now. She's not. Aye. She's not going near him. Aye, you could never go near somebody that did that, could you? No. Nah. Um, oh, that was awful. Like just, she was watching that. I was just like, Ooh. <laughs> and then even, even, like... you, even the people in the pubs that you could see were like kind of like, uh, what? Why did we? Why did we think this would be a good idea to watch this? And then the wee twist as well was that the the daughter was it, was it his daughter that was kidnapped? No, it's a princess. The princess, princess. that was a princess. Sorry, the Savannah. The princess was released before the incident happened as well, which made it like oh, it was off her. Uh, yeah, never, never, never tell him. Imagine you found that out. <laughs> I know, but <laughs> that, but, could, but the the roads were absolutely empty because everybody was about to watch this. Uh, you know what I mean? That um, <laughs> it did really show the power of the press and social media as well. So I think it got its message across. That that's one of my favorite parts of Black Mirror is when when they get to the main like message of the episode. So that was the national anthem, and number eight for you, James, was White Christmas. Oh, White Christmas. Um. I think it's a, I thought it was a really good episode, but I just think that there's better ones, and it's a shame that it ended up so down in the list. But this had John Hamm in it from Mad Men, so this is a pretty again the cast is was, was brilliant. Um, I don't know if White Christmas is one of the ones you watched, Paul, but it was I think it was really good. It was, yeah. Um, Race Paul Timothy's son. Yeah, one of the Andes. What, they're both called Andrew. Um, it was good. I've just yeah. the technology. I think it. I don't know. Oh, I, I assume your reaction, Colin. It's higher up in your list. Um, How did you guess that? But, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it was the concept was brilliant. I thought. Do you know what I mean? I, I, generally, when I when I watched it, I thought it was. You know, there was some. I, I felt like it was. I was watching the thing. But it was near, somewhere in the, the Arctic, it was a wee outpost somewhere, and it was like yeah. the snow was outside. They can't go outside because the weather's that bad, and they're just in talking to each other. And then slowly, yeah. he was slowly telling the stories how, how they got there. You can see that John Ham's character was obviously a very tech savvy person. And then you can see that was a an episode where the, the person was blocked. But they were blocked in real life, mm. and I thought that can you it's imagine that happening? You know, you, you get online, block somebody, don't ever see them again. I mean, don't you hear from them again? But actually doing it and not seeing the person, and then the way that he was blocked at the very end. I was red silhouette. Red, the red silhouette, because that obviously told everybody that he was on that that register. And it's yeah. like, holy, that's like everybody else is just blocked out grey, but he's on the special. He's on the special block list. I, I watched, I rewatched some of it, but not all of it. Was that because of the kind of incident, uh, the incident in the first tale? Yeah. Uh, so the incident in the first one, where basically the he was, he's basically a kind of guide. He tells them how to what, what to wear on dates and things, and then he's like, oh. Make the move now. Take her back to the apartment or whatever, and you know what I mean. 
tell him what to do. That wee voice that he said. And yeah. uh, because the boy was, was was murdered at the end of that, mm-hmm. uh, they found out about it. And even though, I don't know, he was trying to obviously say, you know, wasn't he, wasn't he like that? But because of that scenario, he was basically on that on that register. He didn't kind of face up to that that murder happening, and he was just trying to cover it up, wasn't he? Um, on a side note, see on that episode of White Christmas where they've got all the the characters in the back, like in a Zoom call, and he's talking through them. One mm-hmm. of the characters is got is called I Am Waldo, as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the actual characters, if it's actually the guy who played Waldo. I am Waldo. You are Waldo at the moment, yes. But the, actual, the screen name was Waldo. Um, but I, he's on that. He's on that. He's on that register. He has had either red silhouette behind that, and then it kind of turned out a wee bit that he was also trapped because having tricking that person in that cottage, he was in an infinite loop. But in that wee kind of was it a wee egg thing he had. A wee cookie or something. Wee cookie, it's called a cookie. Actually, you, you like uh, you like an infinite loop, don't you? Hey. Sorry, James is a computing teacher. Oh, right. Cookie. <laughs> Aye, we don't call them cookies over here. Though. We call them biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> um, bad computing joke. Sorry. Um, but so essentially, he was in a in a loop. He was trapped, and John Ham's character is in a trap as well. So they essentially are both. Trapped in their own little worlds, which I found right. was a, a, a twist. On it's its such, own. A de- such a depressing one that one, isn't it? With the story where the guy can't Aye. see, his, he can't see his daughter and things like that. Yeah, and it turns out isn't his daughter. Jesus Christ, I know. But it's another depressing. I was watching that with Scarlett, and she was going, "What well, is this getting like? Does it get any happier?" I'm like, "Nah, it doesn't." <laughs> and even when John Ham, like you're saying, John Ham escape, like gets away from the police, or like. He's free. He's put in this register, and you can see oh, eye in his red silhouette, thinking like, you know, like people would think, oh, he's like a pedo or something, like kind of thing. He's like yeah. looking to do him harm, kind of thing. And it's like, oh, how could you love that? That blocking thing's a, a, a terrifying concept. I know. Yes. So talking about terrifying concepts, my number eight, actually number seven is also a terrifying concept. But I mean, number eight. Um, I went for the entire history of you, which as a technology, I think would cause so many issues in our society. If you could like <laughs> rewind and um, Alien would be making me go back and casting up things I said like last last Friday, if I misquoted myself. Um, but it just unravels. I like the concept of the technology. But it just unravels so much and is pretty extreme at the end. But the I was watching, I was I think I was listening to someone else's ranking on YouTube just um just to hear other people's thoughts. And they were saying that all the characters are so unlikable, and I didn't actually realise how much that was the case until I rewatched it. <laughs> They're all pretty horrible people. Yeah, yeah. No. I quite liked how the technology like how he's, he kind of sucks it up and takes it for a while and then it just turns into pure obsession and he's just like scanning every kind of pain of his memories to see if he can find like evidence of her indiscretions and that like, can you imagine just going through 
all your memories and just pinpointing wee things, wee glances, and just that, obsessing that, over it. That's what overthinkers do anyway without the technology. Like you think back to what you said five years ago or what you did last week. Do you know what I mean? So when people overthink, that's essentially what they're doing. For this episode, I, spoiler alert, it's not on my list. Um, I didn't actually like it. Um, I understand that why you like it and maybe why it's on your list of things. And for society, like you say, it would cause massive problems. Because, I mean, we are, you know, essentially just hard drives, aren't they? Really? It's about how we make our data accessible. I mean, if you can store it away and always ret- retrieve it, it'd be brilliant. And it has its pros and cons, like you've said there. Um, but I just, I don't know, I think as an episode, I think what I didn't like was the fact that it was, I think the characters were very unlikable. Mm-hmm. I just, I didn't, I didn't get a, I don't know, a closeness, if I, you know, lack of a better word. I didn't feel I was on the journey with them, with the best of the characters. And I know from I know for a fact when, I, when I've watched the first 10, 15 minutes of a, a Blackmore episode that I'm going to hate it or love it. Um, and I think this one, I just thought I could see myself just kind of tuning out of it, going on my phone and just not really caring what happens at the end. And when I rewatched it, I still felt myself, myself doing the same. Um, tragedy I in, in is, but I just don't think... I don't know why I liked it that way, that much to even give it a special mention that I'm going to give it the, at the end of it. I, I thought it was a bit, it felt quite, I don't know, I found it quite watchable because it was kind of soap opera-esque, like it was just like pure drama the whole way through. Aye. Not that I watched soaps. I don't actually yeah. watch soaps. So. Well, like, there's nobody to back in it. Because like, you're saying like, nobody's really likeable. Like, the guy turned into like, a right Right, uh, did he? Because uh, he was obsessed. Uh, the woman was dead shifty. That Jonas guy was just being flashy. All his pals yeah. were just kind of like, yeah. I wasn't he really. I wasn't. He, wasn't that great? I think it was just. I found myself at the end of that going like, there's another one. Pure up nothing. It was one of the ones I actually feel like I remembered better overall. Anyway, so. Judy Whitaker was in that episode as well, the doctor, or the previous yeah. doctor. She was, aye. Yeah. Um, my number seven, Colin, you want that? Because yeah, we're at the rate we're going tonight. We're going to end up the length of uh, Christmas. Right? I, I, I did, I did uh, think this would happen. My number seven is Hated the Nation. Hated oh, the Nation, a, sorry. That's an outlier. Yeah, so that was is that, the, is that the one with the bees? Yes, aye. Um, I, I, I actually forgot how much I liked this episode. Um, I thought it was really good. The, the, the concept of everybody on the hashtag on Twitter or on social media was like just hating the person, and you get that all the time. But in this case, it was like the person who's going to get the most hates using this hashtag is. Um, going to get killed essentially and how they get killed no one knew and uh, the only downside to this episode it was far too long i thought um that's the one that's like a full-length movie isn't it uh it's an hour and a half long so it is um but i actually quite enjoyed it 
Um, the Scott, um, what's on her name from Train Spotter in it as well? In Line of Duty, is it Kelly McDonald? Is that her name? Mm, can't Paul's, not, Paul's not seen this one, I don't think, have you, Paul? Um, no, that wasn't on the recommended last year, no. so essentially what it was, it was like, Can I kill all the bees? It was like drones, so they, they realized that the bees were becoming extinct and they had to save the planet. And in order to save the planet, they had to basically kind of make these robot bees that pollinated the the, the, the planet essentially. Oh. And they had hives um, doing the same job as bees, but some some guy hacked into the the hive and took control of bees. And the person, the, the bee, would basically crawl into the person's brain and kill them. Sounds a bit ridiculous, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> no, I mean, this sounds right up my alley, by the way. Why did you not? <laughs> why did you tell me not to watch this, Colin? Paul, are you going to... Do you pick your wee, do you watch after this, the ones you haven't seen? I think so. I'm quite interested in it now, because, like, have you ever watched that uh, show on Netflix, um, Love, Death and Robots? No. It's like, an, it's like basically animated Black Mirror. All right. Um... Uh, Love, Death and Robots. There's two seasons of it. It's send all different animation styles. Send me a link to that later. It's okay, on Netflix. Okay. I've got a wee note on this one as well. It's, so there was a person's name was kind of linked in this in a TV show or a news bulletin. And it was Ian Rannock. Ian Rannock, I don't know if you remember, was the guy who was the suspect, or suspect, he was the committed murderer of the person, the child in White Bear. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was a kind of Easter egg, and we linked to that episode um, as yeah. well. Oh, is that not a planet in USS Callister as well? Aye, Rannick B or something, or Rannick Two. Yes. We go with Easter eggs, Paul. Oh, we also go to Scalene Four, and that's the woman murderer. That's right. That's all right. Oh well. Right, so my number seven was one James has already mentioned, and it was a uh, fifteen million minutes, which I actually enjoyed more on the rewatch than I remember enjoying it the first time. And a big part of it for me is uh, Daniel Kalula's performance and his big speech at the end. I think it is a wee bit slow, as Paul we discussed, but I think it actually builds quite nicely, and you get to know the character and their motivations and the relationships and. It's just pretty brutal and it really reflects society and the way people become rich and famous nowadays. So I think it is pretty enjoyable. I don't know if enjoyable is the right word, but a very thought-provoking episode with quite a horrible end. It doesn't really explain where they are. They're, are they just in... Does everybody just live in that one facility? Or is that just like... I think that's no, are they just powering society somewhere else, or are they just powering? What are they powering? They're powering the the place in Andor. <laughs> <coughs> I think there's various facilities like that, and and they all tune into the hot shot at the end. You know what I mean, at the end of the week, whatever, the day, whatever it is, and they can all. That, yeah. It's pure gross. So I see, like the like they're watching the TV, and it's like, is it bust buster guts or something? And they're like torturing fat people and things. And there's that one guy on the bike just being horrible to everyone. <laughs> I know, he was horrible. He was horrible to the cleaner, wasn't he? Quite often. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
Well, it was like I struggled at the start of this episode because it was just like it was pretty slow and mundane and like nothing was really happening. Uh, but I think that was just to show that's what society was like for him. Aye. But once you got going, it was really good. I thought it it was be- beautiful in a sense that the way that the you know the guy was able to give her all the credits, he wouldn't let her pay for food or anything along those lines. Do you know what I mean? It was all I'm going to get all this, and I want you to be successful. He didn't really yeah. care about anything else. Or, you know what I mean? He was that was nice, and then obviously it all turned to turned the we went south quite quickly for him and her. Oh, she did. She didn't want to do what she went, what she ended up doing. But it was her only get out at the time. I love you. I love watching you and Paul cast around for non-swear word versions of swear words. <laughs> well, I, I, Colin, I'm, ve- I'm, ve- I'm very, um, you know, I'm trying to, because I could swear quite easily. Um, but I know it's a family show, and I know how much you like to have a a show that doesn't have any swearing in it. So I'm um, sure you're, I'm sure you're I'm Manager. trying to honour the integrity of your show here. <laughs> position. Anyway, we'll do our number. We'll do our number sixes, and then Paul can jump in for the last five. Yeah, I'm six. To be fair, I think, I think I'm at five. I think my math five. Like it's probably going to be like in your lists anyway. So I think you should just do your top tens, and I'll just kind of talk with you, kind of thing. Because I think adding another five in might add too long to the show, and I don't okay. have a top. Which doesn't help. Yep. Number six is Hang the DJ. Hang the DJ was one that it was basically, it was like an app you had, so quite like kind of Tinder or something along those lines. And uh, although you weren't actually physically in control of the person that you wanted to date, it paired you with people that you might get on with based on the attributes that you've got. And I found this episode to be a, a, a happy, I don't know if it's one of the ones you watch, Paul, but this is one of the more happier ones, I would say. No, I missed that one. Don't, don't give me the depressing Sorry, Paul. <laughs> Paul, Paul, um, Paul seems basically a massive spoiler alert for what I've got in my ranking. <laughs> <laughs> See if I thought about that anyway. So, hang the DJ was a base. So, what happens in that, Paul, is um, the, the, these, this boy and girl uh, get paired up together. And whenever they meet up with someone, they've got a wee app, and they have to, they've got to tap the app at the same time, and it gives them an expiration date. So it could be two hours, it could be five hours, it could be six years, yeah. and they've got to tap it at the same time in order to find out. And the couple found out it was like maybe I don't know twelve hours or something like that they had to spend together, and they really connected. And after the twelve hours, you've got to move on to the next partner. You, there's no oh. other way you, you cannot do it you, you've got to and it turns out that they go through so many partners and go through so many bad relationships all they want to do is basically meet back up with each other and they do meet each other again um, but they're with other people and it just shows how much they miss each other um, and essentially is this on your list Colin? I can't, I can't say um, essentially they meet each other and um, they break and they break the system to be with each other without going into too much depth. And it, it you kind of get a realization of what the system is. 
We just, I don't know, Colin, if you can maybe chip into what you remember from that episode. I more just remember the general concept of the expiration dates and the people desperate to get back together. I can remember it visually. Like I can remember like the locations and that, but not as much of the story. So it, it wasn't one that I managed to rewatch that time around. Aye, but is that actually? It sounds, that was good. Sounds a bit better than Tinder. Aye, I mean you could end up with someone for ten years and not like them. All oh, right, oh, I suppose I didn't think about it that way. <laughs> and you, you have nothing in common whatsoever, and that's what happens to to, to this couple. They're just kind of stuck in this relationship, and they, they, they stay in. They don't like they stay in a wee pod as well. Right. And then and then when they leave, when the expiration date comes to zero days, zero hours, they leave the pod, and then they've got to go back to where they were, and then it's up to the computer to tell them they found another match. And it tells them they found the forever match as well. Oh, right. They've got to be with them forever. There's, there's no other. There's no explanation <laughs> to that point. So. So is this a mandatory thing? It's like they can. This, yeah. Yes. And um, just kind of while I'm on it, so before you, you you're paired with your forever match, you get to to kind of see the one person again that you've seen before. And mm-hmm. she picks this part. She picks the guy to go and see them. And that's when they kind of meet up and say, "Stuff this. I'm going to go and we're going to try and get out of this and break the system." Is there any penalties for not following the rules? Aye, I mean the penalties are basically you're trying to get your the security. You don't know that at the time, so they go and they try to leave the the, the restaurant right. they meet up, and there's like security there that stop them. But it's just a way to scare them. They don't actually do anything. They don't oh, right, okay. down and like, beat you up or anything along those lines. It's just, just to put you back in place. Like we're here. Uh, we can intimidation. Yeah. So it's an intimidation strategy. But they realise that and then they 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 escape. Nice. I remember it quite clearly now you're talking about it. Um that's the beauty of a rewatch though what I mean because I didn't get the time to rewatch them all, which was my own fault. My ranking might be different if I had rewatched them all, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. I just rewatched the ones I remember being my favourites. So my number six was one that I know Paul's seen. I rewatched it on Saturday night. The lead actress is a great actress and also a great director. Um really unbearable, but the very close to real life nosedive. It's so like it's just like basically what the world is like, but in a slightly different way. So we don't see people's ratings, but people are rating each other on social media. People do judge their life and their happiness by the amount of followers and likes have got. Um, and she goes completely mental at the end. I forgot about that scene in the prison where she's just screaming and she trashes the wedding. Um Mm-hmm. Uh, she's quite annoying as a character, as I said, great actress, directed some of the Mandalorian, etc. Um as well. But uh, what did you guys think of Nosedive? I'll let Paul go first. Uh, well, this is one of the ones I think Colin was kind of more pushing me towards to watch, I think. Um and yeah, it's scary how kind of close to real life it kind of is, like you're saying, like 
even us as a podcast, we judge ourselves kind of by like how many followers we've got, how many views we get, how what what people rate us, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. if it's not very good, then you feel kind of like and you feel like your opportunities are limited. Whereas yeah. if you if you get more growth, your opportunities kind of blossom. So it's quite a quite a profound kind of episode. But yeah, you can imagine the way she spirals down and uh, gets uninvited from the wedding and all that. You can just see the madness going through it. Um, but what what ratings do you think used boys would be at, be at uh, right now? So what, was, she for, was she not aiming to be like a four, a four point a four five? Point, a four point five, so she could get a discount on her uh, mortgage flat that she was getting. Aye. Uh, was it out of five though? Was it out of five? Out of five. Out of five. I think I she ended up like a one point one or something at the wedding. I give myself a three. Middle of the road. <laughs> I don't know, I consider myself pretty likeable, to be honest. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, I'll say maybe. I've, I've, I'll I've, go just, go I've just downvoted you, so you're now. There you go, for it, you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with four. I don't know. Um, that episode was, a, I think for me, it was a really, like, a real re- reflection on society and how we go about our daily lives. Um, I, I actually found the, the episode heartbreaking, so I did. I didn't. I, I didn't really like it in terms. Well, I liked the episode, but the the way that the character went downhill and you could see it and how much being liked meant to her. Mm-hmm. And that's true to society. You discussed it in the podcast, but I'm thinking maybe the younger people. Mm-hmm. How many times do they go and just put a post on social media in order to get likes to be attention seeking? How many times do they put pictures on just to see how many people comment on it? Because they measure how much, they, how many people like to comment is how many people like them. Do you know what I mean? Um, and in reality, these people don't even speak to them in, in real life. You know, are we, we friends and whatever, you know? But, it, you know, I say this in my, in my classes as well. Having 5,000 people as your friend on Facebook or on, you know, whatever other social media there is, is no one has that many people, that many friends. No. So why it's do you have them? It's just for a, it's just for a, it's just to raise your profile. It's just to try and get be liked and it's probably taps into maybe the fifteen million merits as well. Mm-hmm. Because it's getting yourself out there. Because they think being on social media is going to get you famous. Or get your profile as being a four point five is going to get you famous. People will like you. Do you know what I mean? I, I couldn't imagine going through life and wanting people to rate me because, well, I don't think I, I consider myself quite likable, but I can be quite crabbit sometimes. You know that way, and I'm like, nah. If I'm crabbit to that one person, then they're just going to give me a one. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not going to. I'm not going to. That, that speech was almost as good as a. Daniel Colors and 15 million merits. Oh, I know. In yeah, by the way, see her speech. That's what that's my speech. And uh, your wedding's going to be like, I'm going to be like tears, makeup running. <laughs> Colin, Colin's a bitch. You have Make sure you go round the table as well so no one catches you. You've got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's a catch. I'll just 
I'll grab a knife. <laughs> it's certainly a certainly a memorable episode. I would say that one. And I totally forgot about the the yeah. bit at the end in the prison as well, or the jail, where the when she's shouting <laughs> the guy across. I yeah. completely forgot about that one. I love the the truck driver that was offering her whiskey and things like that. Yes, she was like, the she's in quite a lot of stuff. Huh? She's in the president in twenty four in the season maybe six or something like that. Well it's only taken us the hour to get onto the bottom to the top <laughs> yes. five. So school right. school's awaiting, James. Number five for My number five is be right back. And be right back. I, I probably I went to assume that Colin told you to watch this one, Paul. Um, he did. He did. If, if if things could get weirder, be right back <laughs> is that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Heartbreaking at the start, I would say. I mean, it's horrible, you know. But then to have that vo- the voice coming through when the, when she loses her, was that she loses her, her boyfriend or a fiance yeah. or something, isn't it? And then. She realizes that oh, there's going to be a there's a wee app out there that you can mimic the voice, and she's a phone call from this guy. Can't remember the guy's name now. Uh, Ash. Ash. Oh, his name Ash, but it's Domino Ash. Ash. Aye, that's uh, right. So, so talking to Ash on the phone, I mean, it wasn't weird as it is. So that you know that was nice wee comfort for her. But then a wee delivery comes the next few days, and it's like a, a life like a doll that is. <laughs> It then becomes Ash and AI, and then it just gets weirder from there. <laughs> you see the bit when he walks outside, and you think he's just going to walk away out of the bushes, but the next morning he's just standing there, and it's like, <laughs> I can't go outside the radius. That's right. He's guys like, he's, he's if he's got a, you know, he's got one of those kind of tags on you get like in Tesco, they the shopping carts, you can't take them past a certain radius. So you can't it wouldn't budge. He's uh, just standing there. Yeah, Peggy Carr, isn't it? Aye, um, Hayley Atwell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought the humour was quite good in this one because uh, it'd, it'd be quite easy to uh, have like obviously like the kind of robot version of them just be like kind of emotionless and mm. like very robot like, but his humour because he was taking it from his like former consciousness kind of thing. I thought it was really good just because. Dead Sarky in that, and when he wasn't being Sarky, he was like, "Oh, should I, should I say this then?" And he's a good, yeah, that was good. He's I a good actor. That way, though. Yeah. Do you know what it ended me though? That last scene, but <laughs> they're just keeping him in the loft. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but he only gets to see his, his daughter on, on a birthday, and that's what happens, isn't it? I remember it reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons, Paul. It always goes back to The Simpsons where Bart had his twin brother in the attic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And he just like looks through the holes in the, yeah. the roof. The scene that was heartbreaking, though, was the one at the cliff edge. Oh, oh yeah, he's trying to kill himself. And he wouldn't do it. Then he starts crying. <laughs> like one second he had no emotion, and then next he's just like going, Don't do this to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah. if, if, if he'd done that he would have saved the Republic because he wouldn't have got Starkiller base up and running <laughs> uh, he's a great actor but yeah Star Wars didn't use him particularly well Anyway, number 5 for me was White Bear which for most of the film the film show you don't have a clue what's going on for me the reason this is on my list really is because of the 
shocking revelation that she uh, partook in the abduction and murder of a child. And the brutal brutal scenes where they take her through the town and everyone, like people are buying tickets to come in and watch her go through this same cycle over and over again. It it reminds you a bit of the end of uh, White Christmas where they're just there for... That's right, aye. In the loop, so there's a connection with that, but you just because you just literally don't know what's happening the whole episode. I thought the ending was just so shocking, and this just, just the way they were I don't know, just it brought up a lot of like questions. Was like, obviously, she did unspeakable things, but people are going in to watch her getting tortured for days on end, so there's a lot of questions of morality in that one. Aye, I mean, that's, I've got quite a few notes on that one, but uh, so White Bear was, I mean, we, like you, had no idea what was going on. You was, she, she woke up and she was getting videoed by people, and, and then these guys turn up with balaclavas and like, they're like, trying to shoot her and stuff like that and kill her, and it's, it's, why is this happening? We don't know. So you, you're actually, you feel sorry for her. You're, you're, you know, you're on her side. And then the revelation is that she... Was the a participant in that murder? But she was taking videos of it, and she obviously murdered, she put it on social media or whatever it was on her phone, and that's why that on the in the theme park they want her to feel the way that that, that girl felt. She yeah. was scared, and you know what I mean. So it was, and then you, at the end of the episode, you you you're like, well, do you feel sorry for her now, or do you? Do you agree what's happening? You don't. You don't know what's. You're, you're on the fence. I don't think you feel sorry for her, but you just feel that what everyone else is doing is a wee bit questionable as well. I, I don't. I don't feel sorry for her. I, mean, I think. I mean, feel sorry for the situation that has occurred. Do you mean I don't think that it's right to have someone. It's like being in a zoo, yeah. And you're just trying to chase a, a, a hitless animal or something like that. Do you know what I mean? She's literally reset every time, so she doesn't even have a memory of it happening again and again. And yeah. to be fair, she acts it really well as well. Like, you know, like when she's like going through the pain of the, like the memory, like she, the acting's really good. Like, you can like feel her pain. Did you see who was in it? Tires like, from Space and The World's End. Have you seen Space James? Yeah. Do you remember Tyre? Who's that again? He was the guy that just jumped about nuts on his bike with the bleached blonde hair. Uh-huh. Michael Smiley. Michael Smiley is his name, I think. He was the guy like, hosting the showcase, essentially. Oh, he's in Luther. He's Benny in Luther. He's, he's in the World's End as well. He plays the... Is it like the... Billy? He's in the world's end. I can't remember what the character is called. Um, ah, he's tires from space. The Irish, Irish actor. Yeah. Aye, the, the one with the balaclava. Aye. Aye. Yeah. Aye, because I was like totally lost when I watched this. I was like, what is this symbol all about? He's one of Why them. is there certain people that are just trying to kill a uh, killer when there's like other people with cameras? And there's like a woman with like an electric knife and a bunny mask trying to chase him as well, wasn't there? Yeah. It had a bit of a glass onion twist, didn't it? Because you saw it 
later on from like the extras point of view and like the different perspective like, uh, yeah. yeah behind the scenes sort of stuff yeah. I find it quite funny when they're going through the rules at the end like don't speak to her but most importantly enjoy yourselves <laughs> have fun have fun I've wrote some notes on this and I, I didn't first watch it you've you got no idea why they've got the white bear why is that the title of the episode because like white bear kind of suggests if you say a bear you it's you know a bear's a good thing isn't it like it's a nice it's cozy or whatever but then it turns out that the bear was actually the, the girls and that's it was part of our possession wasn't it when when they hit when they murdered her but um, yeah. Is that what the park's called? Is that what the park was called? Like White Bear Justice Park or something? Yeah, yeah White uh, This um, shows very uplifting. This is the first episode as well. Of, of, maybe I could be wrong here that actually um, has the the symbol on the, the boy's balaclava. Yeah. And that symbol and appears the TV and stuff. That symbol appears throughout the whole show. Well, not the whole show, not every episode, but here and there. Like it's in Bandersnatch as well. But what we watched All right. I need to keep a look out for that because I've not seen it and I might have just missed them in the other episodes that I've been watching it's kind of subtle like, on posters and stuff like that right okay um, so what was up for number four number four was Shut Up and Dance yes I remember it Shut Up and Dance I felt was that one of the ones that Paul watched Paul's I've not seen that one yet. Oh, no. Shop and Dance was um, basically the it's like a young lad who he's seems quite normal and basically, um, you know, he's had a, a job and things like that. But he comes home and gets a laptop out. I'm trying to try and be as uh, as nice as possible can here, Colin, um, with this episode. <laughs> His laptop out, and he, you know, as young boys do, Paul, you know, you get the laptop out and um, does things. I don't know how, how I'm going to put this here, but I he does things um, on the laptop. And uh, later on, he gets messages on his laptop to say that he's got kind of malware installed on it. And he's like, Oh, no, I need to get rid of the malware. So he tries to get rid of the oh, malware. There's bloody pop ups. Uh, pop, it's pop-ups, this what comes up, so he, gets, he, he thinks he gets rid of it, but then he gets a message from someone, and you can see from the point of view that he's, they're watching him through the camera on the laptop, and it's like, you're, you're going to, uh, we've seen what you did, and you're going to do these for all these steps, so we don't put it out there on the internet, so no one finds you, or no one kind of sees what you've done, so he's obviously panicking, He's going on, oh, he's, so he, he gives him the phone number. And the only way I can describe this is he kind of goes on in a, a mission. Everything he does has a consequence. So everything he does, is, it's like Die Hard with a vengeance, where the Simon tells him to go and do a task. And then after you've done that task, you've got something else to go and do. It's just jumping through his hoops. Yeah. And you've seen Die Hard, haven't you? Oh, I have. I've seen the first two. Uh, the third one is like basically puzzles and stuff like that, right? So he's got to go and do these kind of jump through these hoops so that these people who are watching him to kind of, you know, so he doesn't put this video out in them. 
and he kind of then has to he meets people who are in a similar situation as him with the same people. And it, it's the boy from it's boy from Game of Thrones, isn't it? Um, Jerome from Wilson Jerome was his name in Game of Thrones. Bron, uh, um, yeah, Bron, Bron, as so. So Bron is he's extremely funny in the episode. Um, he's like the kind of comedy value, but he's really funny in every episode. So uh, these people have get have get stuff on Bron as well, or the, the character's name. Can't remember his name now, and they've got to jump through these hoops to. So they've got to rob banks and stuff like that. It's like crazy stuff. Do you know what I mean? So that they can, um, basically that they're kind of getting their their humour at all, um, and basically at the end of it, it's like a fight to the death with someone. You can avoid you can avoid telling Paul the very end, and you can get that bit. I I'm I won't tell because I'm I'm going I'm wondering it's going to be a new list. I reckon it will be, and we can maybe talk about it in your list. Um, it's on that, so right. So, my number four has already came up. My number four was Black Museum. All right, four. Wow, which I I didn't get around to re watching it, but it wasn't because I didn't want to re watch it, it just stuck in my head as I remembered the culmination of the that's a good word three episodes being really just absolutely brutal and just absolutely horrific. And I don't know what that says about me, but I just really, it's just one of those episodes I just always remember the first time I watched it and being like, whoa, I did not see that coming. And I like the episodes um, that have, and a few episodes of Black Mirror have this, but it's like different stories that converge into one at the end. I, I quite like that structure of an episode. So yeah, you've spoken about it earlier and obviously it's got all the Easter eggs, etc. as well, but it was one that yeah, one that I enjoyed, not because it's fun or because it's nice, but because it's Black Mirror. Yeah. I think that we didn't really speak about it. I don't think it, it when I it was my number 10, I didn't really speak about it, but it was the actual twist at the end where the, the guy getting executed was her father. Mm-hmm. But then as she was driving away, she said in the, to the, in the mirror, is that, is that okay, mum, or something? Aye. And then it went back to the mum was, you know, the bear or something. It wasn't, it wasn't the bear, but it was, she was like the, she, the voyeur. She was implanted, she was implanted in her head, like oh, the, yeah. the teddy bear, the woman yes. in the teddy bear. Yeah. It's, it's a wee bit like a show I watched called, oh, it was a Netflix show. Behind Her Eyes, it was all about the transfer of consciousness. I don't know if I've seen that. Never seen that. It's worth a watch. It rings a bell, but I don't know if I've seen it. I see that whole Black Museum episode to like, seeing us watching it and like, you know, the guy's like looking through her stuff and like takes her water bottle and things. I was thinking that the curator was going to do something to the the lassie. I didn't realise until the end that it was the other way about that she was going to do it to him. Uh, yeah, I don't think that, that was that. I was surprised me that I didn't expect that. I, I always, yeah, I always thought there's something strange going with this curator because he's he's sweating, and he's he's asking for water quite a lot. But you, you and he seems right into right into telling these stories of pain and agony. He was getting like really excited when he was talking about uh, the like executing the guy all the time. He was getting like all oh, that agonizing pain, and he was like so happy. Yeah, really weird. 
he he ends up in like a like a wee model of the execution, doesn't he? Like a keychain, yeah, he's in the keychain. Yeah. So yeah, that one just stood out to me because of the absolutely shocking ending. Aye. Uh, yeah. Huh? No. I don't even mean that. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, I didn't mean that. That's been good. Uh, so number three, James, we're into the automatic. Is it the automatic Champions League spots? I can't remember what the, the rules uh, are. Yeah. Uh, white bear. So I spoke about white bears in my t- in my number three in the list. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Obviously, I've spoke about it in, in in good detail so far. But I think for me, it brought up that whole the the, the ending of that was like wow, like, I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know which one, which one I can say about it that we've discussed already, but I just thought it was a really good episode. And I don't know, like, I just thought that the whole concept was interesting. You know what I mean? Why were they? You always found yourself like, why? Questioning why we're doing it. Why were they doing that? How come these folk have no. Um, like questioning why there's people running about after with guns, mm-hmm. and what I also thought interesting as well, and this only happened in rewatch. See when she went into the shop, went to the shop when she was like kind of hiding and all that sort of stuff, and she met the other people. The guy with the gun could have easily shot the glass and came in and got her, but he decided just to bind the windows. <laughs> why would you done that? In hindsight, it's because obviously. It's a game show, not a game show. It's a it's an amusement park. I mean, it's it's to prolong the terror. Um, mm-hmm. You find out why she's getting chased, and I found that quite quite shocking. So, um, to, to be fair, I think number my number four and three, I could have easily switched around for the the endings of it. Because some some of the episodes only like Black Mirror and and. Uh, White Bear, if it wasn't for the shocking twist, would it be on your list? But I suppose you do view it differently when you view it back. Yeah. The Volga Shocking Twist. Sorry, there you go. I don't know, saying the Volga Shocking Twist, so I don't know if that question's kind of, you know... Some more than others, though. Oh, well, there's... there's, there's... You can just see the people's, like, kind of morbid curiosity... Getting the better of them and going to something like that, or like, like we go to zoos and stuff like that, obviously. And like, could you see yourself going to see a convicted murderer in like a kind of reality setting? I would, I wouldn't be there. No. But no. you could imagine people, like other people, that would be right up for that. Oh, I can think of a few people that would. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, my number three is be right back. Right. I'm a big fan of that episode. The first time I watched it, I found it really, really, really sad. <laughs> that reminded me of what did that remind me of? It's uh, of what film is that from? It's like really, really, really sad. What was that from? Oh, that's gonna annoy me now. Titanic. No. I've got no idea. Truly, really. Oh. I'll come to me right at the end. Okay. Anyway, um, I found it really depressing the first time, but obviously I liked the story and found it weird. But 
I found it funnier this time. It, when, when I did the rewatch, it felt more. I think just I didn't want to be down that night, so I kind of viewed it more as like a comedy, like a Fisher or Water <laughs> comedy, which it kind of plays better. Than. <laughs> uh, yeah, because like, what's this? Like, um, I can't leave twenty-four meters from my activation point, and then she's like, "What's that?" He's like, "Well, this may be a shock to you, but I was activated in the bath." So I can't leave 24 meters from the bath. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, that's annoying me now. I can't think what that quote was from. Is it Eeyore? No. Oh man, that's that's me for the night now. <laughs> I'm out. Right, so be right back was third. Second, there's a episode that nobody's mentioned yet, and it must be two or one. So, James probably knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, my number two, um, and I suspect it probably will be your number of one, is San Junipero. No, my number two is San Junipero too. Oh, that means then we've got two, well, number one, but the elimination and what you've said so far, our number of wins are different. So this is interesting. I'm going to guess that yours is... Don't guess. So let's, let's talk about San Junipero first then. Because this is the first... <laughs> Colin always loves to jump the gun and try and figure out who's got what. <laughs> this is the first time we've, we've got the same episode on the number, though. Yeah, oh. uh, and as I said at the very start, it's the first ever episode I watched, so Aye. it's got that kind of emotional attachment to it as well. Um, Aye, and I, I didn't really like the episode um, at first view. <laughs> No, it's more number two, but the first few, and I, I found it difficult to get in there, but then I watched it again and again in a rewatch, so I actually really liked it. And it's why there was, I think, one of the more happier ones. Overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really, like, cool, kind of comforting concept that you could, like, place yourself so you can just go and, like, go out with your pals, like, when you're old or when you're no longer with us. Aye. I've, I, t- I noticed I took a wee bit of note about the music on this episode. Um, it's sim- it kind of symbolises human connection. This is my my, my film skill coming back to here. It symbolises human connection because um, the first song it played was "I Need You Tonight." I think it's in excess. It's, it was on that, and then the last song that played was um, "Heaven Is a Place Is Like a Place on Earth." Yeah, oh, that's, yeah, the yeah. One, that, that's the song I associate with it. Um, so I wrote here, that's what it feels like to them. That, that you know, no fact, it opens and closes with the no, it doesn't open with I need you tonight. It opens with heaven, it's a place on earth, it's like a place on earth, and it closes with that because that's how it felt to them. That is to them, that's their heaven, and if mm-hmm. they met one another, yeah. that's that's their that's their heaven. But I need you tonight is played one of the meetings that they in the club um and it kind of symbolized the connection between the two of them i think it also you didn't for like the first half of the episode like a lot of the episodes you don't actually really know what's going on at first you think they're just like on a night out and then obviously as it unravels and you find out what's happening uh, yeah i was so confused see when she met the she met the kind of guy that kelly was kicking about with and she's like Oh yeah, she could be in the eighties and nineties or two thousand and two. And I was going, What? Right. 
How sad was that bit though when she goes to see her when she's older though? I know. That's the kind of bits that break me. That's like when Grogu says goodbye to Mando. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, this was a bit of a utopia rather than a dystopia though, wasn't it? I think it I mean the concept was obviously technology and whatever, but I think it the uh, it was a happier, it was more utopia than dystopia. This episode didn't was by the happier ones. Um what, what think, made it move what made it move from one you didn't like? To one that you really like, I think it was because I didn't really know what was going on that way. That I, and it goes back to what I said. It's kind of halfway through the episode here. That was like, I don't. I know for like watching the first 10, 15 minutes, I'm not going to like it, and then I just get distracted. But then I, I rewatched it again, like back ages ago, and then I just can't. You just have to stick with it because it got to the point where I thought. Other people who I spoke to, like, like, like who like Black Mirror, like this episode. How come I don't like it? <laughs> I didn't give it a chance, so I went back, gave it the chance, and yes, it's became my number two. Paul gets really distracted too. <laughs> did Paul you watch this one? Was I sorry? Yeah. I did watch this one. Yeah, yeah. I did. As I'd heard. It's kind of, you know, like sometimes you get like Twitter notifications and somebody had actually talked about San Junipero without any con like context. And I was like, oh, that's an episode of Black Mirror. And uh, yeah, I remember Colin talking about it as well because I think he said that was the first one I'd watched. Um, yeah, and it's the only, I think it's the only one I've seen that's actually had a positive outcome at the end, even though it involves everybody dying. You uh, Bat was kind of happy at the end. Eh. No, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. About that. But uh, yeah, I quite like, I like the music in that and the kind of style of this one. Um, because I think up to this point was most of it kind of like British set, and then this one was like mostly American. Uh huh. They did change the style quite a lot because I think the creator was on to the fact it was quite depressing and wanted to have a bit more variety and a bit more cheeriness as it went on. So you're like, I oh, will have one in ten that are actually cheery. Um, I think they do get more kind of lighthearted and upbeat as they go on, like as you go through the seasons. You watched a I lot thought, of season one sorry. to three. Yeah, but I thought the like the acting like again, like most of the acting is pretty solid through the whole series. But like, I liked acting in this because you could kind of feel the connection between the two. Mm-hmm. And obviously, when they're having to be complex about like living or dying kind of thing, you can. It's quite. Kind of harrowing subject to talk about, but yeah, it's, it was quite nice. It was quite nice, but um, let's not get into a debate on the afterlife. But that'd be a pretty cool thing if you could just plug yourself in to go for a night out somewhere cool like that. I can, I can imagine me being that guy at the arcade, just kicking about the arcade all night. That'd be me. Yeah, Colin, Colin would be at the quagmire where's the botchery. <laughs> Maybe I liked it as well. It brought a bit of nostalgia to me. I mean, I didn't grow up in the 80s. I was born in the 80s, certainly, but I still played arcade machines and stuff. I went to, you know, these these places and you you kind of got a sense of, I don't know, I'd quite like to be there. Aye, aye. I, I, I could see myself in that, in that, you know, in that club. But aye, it was good. I enjoyed it, eventually. <laughs> Is it sad that I'm still trying to think who said that? Really very sad. <laughs> I still can't remember where that quote came from. 
Oh, and also in, what was it, the Black Museum, the doctor's hospital was called St. Jude, was it? I think, I was going to say that, I forgot, I think the doctor's hospital was called something, Junipero or, or something like that. Juniper or St. Junero. Aye, it's something along those lines that Eddie strike to, towards that, aye. We're, we're officially the same length as Hated in the Nation. I'm judging this podcast by what length of a Black Mirror episode it goes towards. So let's go on. To, to, to be fair, like, it's a 22 episode series and you're ranking your top 10. It's going to take a wee while, so yeah. people know what they get yeah. into. I know. Right. I, think, I, one I, think, I think when it gets to a certain point in the night, you start counting back how many hours sleep you're going to get before work. <laughs> no, I'm well, off tomorrow. Number... You can talk all night about it. It's fine. Oh. Number one. Right. So number one. Number one. Get... I... Can we guess now who's number one's up? No, Colin. I'm going to get. I'll go first. I'll guess you're going to number one, Colin, is um, Hang the DJ. Right, I'm going to guess your number one is. There isn't actually one on my shortlist that you've not mentioned that I think. So it's obviously one that is not on that list. Uh, season one's all been accounted for. Season. Give me in the season it's in. It's in the last season. season... Is it Striking Vipers? Time. Sorry? Striking Vipers? No, sorry. It's in season four. It's in. I'm on rubbish. Metalhead. My number one. I can't mislead you a little bit with my name. Billy Bower. Uh, Smithereens episode is not in my list, although I do want to give it a mention because it's quite good. My number one is USS Callister. Okay. Nice. That's quite um, nice. My number ten is your number one. Something, <laughs> something um, quite about. My number one was actually White Christmas. All right. Aye. I mean, it's a good episode. I just thought there were others better and more possible dystopia than them. But USS so Callister. I was going to say, why is USS Callister your number one? Um, basically because I quite like Star Trek and it's very like Star Trek. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ooh. I, I don't know. I just felt like a, I don't know, a favoritism towards Star Trek. A little bit played towards it, I suppose. But I don't know. I, I thought the whole the casting for this episode was brilliant. Um, you can see that they did a big budget for this episode. I mean, the, the way that they shot it and stuff like that was brilliant. Um, the concept of have, having, you know, in his own little world, he was the boss. But he was also the yeah. boss in the other world as well. He just wasn't recognised for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was... Treated like like crap. Um, no one kind of respected him. He was the, the mastermind behind Infinity, but no one really respected him at all. Um, and he was considered a geek, and no one likes the geeks, apart from Tracy McConaughey. Is that her name? Apart from Aileen. she's not in the room anymore. Um, fun fact: uh, you probably know already. Jesse Plemons. Who's he married to? Um, I don't know. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Really? Or they were. I don't know if they still are. They could have broken up. Oh, yeah. He's, he's Jason Punching. <laughs> I, I remember when I first watched USS Callister, I, I could have sworn 
it was Matt Damon. <laughs> That's Matt Damon. Um, Ginger Matt Damon. <laughs> no, but it's a really good episode. Go back. I don't want to waste time. But a good episode. Um, good concept. And I don't know. I mean, I just, I just really enjoyed it. You know, it was one that I, I couldn't take my eyes off because it was there was a lot of stuff happening in it. And I like the idea that they had to go back in and basically sneak to get the game away from him. And then he's essentially at the very end of it, he's the one trapped in the game. And he's dead in real life, isn't he? Or he's like a vegetable in real life. Aye, aye. So he's aye, aye. So in real life, he's trapped in the game. That's the what he was doing to them, essentially. He was trapping them in the game. Aye. And he can manipulate them, manipulate them any way he wanted to, can't he? He, was, he thought he was turning them into aliens and stuff like that, and all horrible stuff. Nah. Yeah. I like the way that as well, you know, like, Jesse, was his name? His name was Daly, wasn't it, in, in the actual pro episode? The way he spoke was kind of mimicked Captain Kirk a little bit as well, the way he spoke, he was all kind of reeking a wee things towards like that. There was the... A lot of noise to Star Trek, obviously, than the the Starfleet kind of kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. No, I really enjoyed that USS Callister. It was something a bit different, not expected for me. Aye. And then, like, even though the, the ultimate goal of the crew were to like basically kill themselves to get them out of this uh, out of this purgatory kind of thing, and they end up being like NPCs in the bigger Infinity World, didn't they? Aye. That's just pretty gallus. But how weird was it when they, they dropped their dropped their trousers? I know. Kendall. Kendall style. <laughs> I remember uh, that. Yeah, actually. Geez, oh. actually, just, slap, I, just slapping it. <laughs> <laughs> I've read a few things here. It's um female dictatorship. Um he sensed that he was socially awkward, but he was obviously powerful in his own world and things like that. Um I've written here, I can't remember why, but the Easter egg to um, playtest. Maybe I don't know why I've said that. Can't remember it now. I didn't like playtest. I did like it. I thought that it, um, it was a kind of good horror theme to it. <clears throat> but, didn't, like, didn't like it that much then. No, of course not. I. <laughs> um, also got as well the game at the very end of the episode when he's talking to the like it was you know. Uh, can't remember her name now in the program. Jeez, oh. The woman from How I Met Your Mother, what's her name in the show? Christina Her. The game at the end was um, the boy from Breaking Bad, Jesse Pinkman. Was it? Was it? I was trying to figure out what his name was because I was like, like, yeah, it's him. I know that voice. Um, But aye, it's him. So, a great episode. Um, one I'll tend to go back in and rewatch quite often because it's just a, a good episode. Now that the pressure's off to rewatch them, I probably still will might watch a few um, that I fancy rewatching. So, White Christmas, I essentially, I don't know. I just feel like the first time, see, the first time I watched them all, I felt like that was my favourite at the time. And I just kind of carried forward. And I do really like the kind of free episode structure and how it all came together at the end. And again, how it was so brutal, but also just the big twist that, that, that they are stuck inside the what was it like a 
it wasn't like a snow globe, was it? Like, it was a snow globe, yeah, because that's, yeah. that's what he hit. That's, that's what he hit the the grandfather with. Mm. Killed him. Yeah. It? it was so. De- I feel kind of bad picking it as my favorite. It was so depressing, but it was. It was interesting how they tied all the different <laughs> together in the end, and pretty harrowing as well. But I suppose you don't go to Black Mirror for the happiness usually. So, no. so yeah, that was my my number one. Although. It could easily change if I sat down and did it again. Yeah. Can I give me some wee shout outs to episodes? I want to give a wee shout out to um Metalhead as well. I quite enjoyed that one. I liked the idea that it was shot in black and white. And you never really get got to the reason why they were chased by t- Terminator dogs. I couldn't get into that one at all. It just wasn't my thing. No, I just I don't know, man. It was uh... Paul watched Metalhead, I think, um, recently, but I think uh, I like the idea of metal, like Terminator dogs kicking about, chasing people. Yeah, because it's quite smart. I could just like track her through everything, which I'm amazed that anyone's actually survived that long, depending on how long it's been. But yeah, uh, it, was quite a, it was pretty brutal. You can see the, the couple in the, the bed, with, like the shotgun. Aye. That's right. But that is the, that's well, the top 10. We've made it to the end. I think this is actually officially our longest podcast now, Paul. <laughs> ah, just give the people what they want. A nice long podcast for when they're driving. Yeah, exactly. Um, to make it even longer, Paul, have you got any podcast shout-outs you want to give? Eh, uh, what I was listening to this week. Um watching listening to the wheel of horror today they were doing eight-legged freaks um you seen that film colin no david arquette isn't it aye aye it's awful it's awful yeah, i remember seeing it when like, i was younger i thought it was pretty good but i rewatched it not too long ago i guess few years back now right enough but i thought nah so it's, it's awful <laughs> um yeah but i've not really been listening to much this week uh Podcast-wise, just because I've been doing stuff in the house and that. Um, I'll get back into it. Back into it. Um, I, picked, nice. I picked a couple of wee quotes from people that commented on our Black Mirror stuff. Obviously, James did as well, but he's here. So, um, Somebody said, yeah, and it was made in 2011. Like We're talking about how it's close to real life now. And that was the We Need a Road podcast. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And Chat Tsunami said, I watched it at uni and thought, don't tell me the whole show is about this. This was in relation to uh, the national anthem. <laughs> and somebody just wrote, just wait, because you said how depressing it was. That was a uh, bits of bits of time. Okay. Yeah. So that was a few wee comments from our, our Twitter people. <laughs> see out of all the all the tech that was kicking about in all these episodes what ones do you think you would like to have in real life like to have yeah not not the memory one from entire history of you that would be oh. brutal i'm i'm a bad enough overthinker as it is um but it was hard to st- I don't know if there's any I'd want to have. San Junipero. Just to nip in and out of realities yeah. and whatever. We could do that. Let's go back and... and then when you die, you can carry on. Yeah, I'll go for that. I'm going to I'm gonna say 
the playtest episode, even though it wasn't in my ranking, I would quite like the playtest of being in a realistic kind of horror game. One that I don't die in, no. Uh, <laughs> and, don't, and don't end up like um, Kurt Russell's son, White Russell. Um, but he I was like a guy. I like, he I was the from Captain America. No, Falcon, and Falcon the Winter Soldier. I Captain America, that not he? Or the new one. So I'd like to be part of a kind of real life, real life kind of horror, kind of horror escape room type thing. I don't know if that's maybe what it was, but uh, it was pretty good. Nice, nice. Um, so she's just actually came in the room at this point, Paul. We've got our first official sponsor. Excuse me, what? We're not actually getting paid, but I decided to be a good team player and. Uh, if anyone's looking for some lovely wax melts in the lead up to Valentine's Day and people's birthdays, you can buy from Serenity Scents Candle Co. You get your orders in. <laughs> that was actually my idea. I said to Aileen, Johnny, be our sponsor. And then I was like, we don't need to pay me, but I'll, I'll promote them anyway. I tried to promote her earlier, but I posted something that said that the deal expired like last week. So I was like, yeah, I need to delete that. Start again. Yeah, we've got our first official sponsor. <coughs> So we've got a sponsor, but they don't give us money. Okay. Yeah. Same. She's gonna she's gonna promote us on our candle page. We'll get those candle enthusiasts in. Yeah. <laughs> Paul gets you get Aileen's friendship, and you should be pleased about that. That's. I'll take it. I'll take it. So oh, I feel like I feel like I should have had that before the sponsorship deal. <laughs> you felt like you should have had that before the sponsorship deal. Right, we better do the. The wee plugs. So we're at Seismic Cinema, although we cheat because we talk about TV a lot, but still cinema. And um, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, YouTube, where you can see our lovely faces. And you can also listen to us in audio on Anchor, Good Pods, Apple Pods, Amazon Music, Audible, and probably other places. Spotify mentioned last because they actually have video now, which is pretty cool. So you can watch the videos on there as well. Mm -hmm. um, our next thing we're doing, Paul, we're doing the, the Night of the Undead. We're gonna, we've been asked to review a new film that's coming out on Blu-ray, and we're going to arrange to have them on and have a chat. Very nice, very nice. Yeah, looking forward to that one. A bit different. Yeah. So I really have great gratitude to the people that have stayed with us to the hour and 42 minute mark so make sure if you've done that surely you would like subscribe share and all the good things and a big thank you to james for spending his evening with us and talking black mirror no it's been great to be on it's good to hear everyone's opinions as well because this is something i've been wanting to do for a while so hi it's been good to be on talk to you again lads and your James's podcast will be coming in 2023. That's the New Year's resolution. That's what I'm going to aim towards. I will get you guys on. Well, just give any, us a shout. Any conceptual names yet? Sorry? Any conceptual names yet? Nah, I don't know. I think you might put something towards my favourite film, Big Trouble, Little China, or something that's kind of towards that. But I don't know. Oh, nice. Love that film. Yet. Oh, we need to do that as a review, Colin. Big trouble not to change anything. Why doesn't, why doesn't James do it as his first review? Then have <laughs> no pressure. Then that's that's a good that's a good character string for me. Then so I see if you're scared, see see if you don't want to just do it yourself. Then we're happy to just jump on and keep you company. 
Uh, maybe with somebody better and more high profile than us, Colin. Maybe nothing <laughs> about that. <laughs> Don't know if I ever get that or not. But uh, talking about uh, we'll have Kurt Russell in as the first first guest or something. Like that. <laughs> or, or, or Wyatt instead. Right, James is giving some big talk about remembering our sign off line here. Oh, I didn't. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> so the to keep in line with with Paul and things, and keep it in way how you guys treat your podcast as a, a family show. It is the power of how technology can really fill things up. <laughs> well, he did the thing that you do where you talk, you link the thing we're talking about into the end. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I said, to keep in line with the way Paul does. So the, the real um, slogan is the power of escapism. Yes, you did it. You're yes. hired. <laughs> yes. Right. Well, thank you both, and thanks everyone for checking it. Thank yeah. you. See you soon. Cheers. Yes.